Holy mama, boys, we are back. Yep. <laughs> Welcome we to the Pure Joy here. Project. Uh, my yep. name is Paul Lanigan. I'm Bennett. I'm Daniel. <sighs> no last names. It's like no, that. Think, you just got. Episode, you just what episode? Seriously, serious question. What episode do we get to stop using our last names? Oh, never, never. Because hopefully the Lord continues to send us new listeners. You know what I'm saying? Come on. I guess. I'm I'm right. Yeah, I'm Bennett Diffley. Diffley. I'm Dana <laughs> Reed. That's Bennett Diffley. My name is William. I'm Paul David. Uh, so. Today we are talking about a a topic, as you probably clicked on it, seeing what it meant uh, or what it was. Uh, we are talking about a topic that is so relevant. Um, somehow it's become trendy. Um, mm-hmm. It is it is so many things, um, and even some good along with all of the bad that it that it's known for. Um, so anxiety. Um, is such a, a broad topic, um, and each person experiences it, feels it, um, differently. And so, um, I'm going to wait, we're going to wait a minute to dive into that. We're going to keep it lighthearted. Um, and we're going to talk about our weeks cause it's been ah, 10 days probably since we recorded something like that. Mm-hmm. So Daniel, give me what you got. Hey, uh, man, my week, it was a really good week. I had a bunch of really cool conversations. Um, Got to ha- guys, I had coffee with Daniel Maurer today. Come on. What a that guy. Was great. What a dude. Yeah, what so a I got guy. to catch up with him. Um, and yeah, I just got to I got to hang out with some people I've been missing. And so it was cool to, to get to spend time around this different community uh, that I haven't been able to be around recently. But yeah, I am I'm I'm doing well. I'm doing well, y'all. I'm per- I'm pretty amped up for tonight. Bennett, what's been on your heart, man? Yeah, um I'm I think I'm kind of settling, settling back in here uh, in, in good old Fenton, Missouri, you know, hmm. um, family's wow. good. Uh, quarantine has been lifted for a good, uh, couple few, few weeks now. Um, and, and so that means for us, for the shop, for, for our, our family business, um, that means good things. And, and I can, I can see that, uh, that, that kind of weight or that kind of burden, coming off my dad's heart a little bit because for a little while it was stressing him out and it was, um, giving him lots of anxiety. Um, but, but being faithful and, and all that stuff that I've, I've talked to you guys about over the last couple of months is, um, is really paying dividends for him and and the Lord's moving. And, um, yeah, Mm -hmm. but what I wanted to tell you guys, the the coolest part about my week, it's not even about (laughs) me. It's about, it's about my dad. Um, so my dad was, my dad was golfing yesterday, hole number 12 out at the club we belong to. And uh, hole in one, just oh right in there. Hole in one. He's got two hole in ones now in the last like whole year. So like not since like January has started, but like a year from today, like last year. Since that time, he's got he's had two in one, two hole in ones. So um, he, he, he yeah, I know two more than me. I feel like two more than I'll ever get. Um, because a hole in one's just like it's crazy, like. Some people have like eighteen of them, and some people have zero. Like, you go your whole life not without There's having pros one, you know? that that don't have hole in one. Yeah, they're That's yeah crazy. they're pro- literal PGA Tour pros that don't That's have a hole in one on the on the card yet. So it. yeah, my dad texted me yesterday, and I was like, I was just blown away because I haven't even come close, and he's got two. But he's been golfing a lot longer than me, you know, because he's old. But uh. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's like that. I mean, that's the coolest part about my week is is what my dad's doing on the golf course. So, yeah, um, working a lot, which is good. But 
yeah that's getting niche. to see friends and and hanging out with family and all that good stuff paulie what do you got come on that's super niche um so oh heck uh i work like 65 hours a week the last couple of weeks and it looks like that's going to continue through the summer um so i'm working like 40 at uh at a restaurant serving and i'm working about 25 at my internship in the evenings um throughout the week and um love both of them um it's been awesome i've been on a pretty crazy schedule waking up to 6 a.m alarms in the middle of the summer is kind of odd um but it's been fun uh finding time to train i've been doing that in the mornings um right before i get in the word i go train i get in the word i meal prep for the day i go to work um i come back i go to my internship I come back and I do things like record a podcast. So um, whatever I'm you know feeling in the evening. And so it's actually been super sweet. The Lord's been, been been providing energy and progress and different things that are just so inspiring along with just some awesome relationships. I've got a new kid I'm mentoring um, and he is, he is awesome. And, and I love and hate that I see so much of myself in him when I was, you know, making my way through high school. Um, but uh, he's incredible and I think it's starting to click. And so it's been amazing. And, uh, the Lord just keeps providing faithful friends and relationships and conversations that, um, that I'm blown away by. And so, yep. That's what I got. You say we hop into it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Holy cow. All right. So before I, before we say anything and dive into this topic of anxiety, I want to say one thing, um, because one of my favorite passages in scripture, or at least one of the most, um, applicable, in my conversation in life is in first Corinthians seven, uh, where Paul or the spirit through Paul is referencing that a man who is unmarried is anxious about glorifying the Lord. But then when he's married, he's anxious about pleasing his wife. And in the same way, a woman who is single is anxious about staying holy in body and spirit. While a woman that is married is anxious about how to please her husband. Um, and that word anxiety has always been interesting to me and in how it's different uses. Uh, because so Merum now, uh, I think that's a decent pronunciation. You can look it up. Uh, M E R I M N A O. Uh, it's referenced 19 times in the KJV Bible. It is a, or at least the, like when it says anxiety, it is referenced from the Greek word, uh, Merum now. And so its main definition is to be troubled with cares. And that is the definition we're going to focus on today. So to be troubled with cares. Anxiety is not always a negative thing. And that's going to show up in a couple different points. We drive home um, and in your life in different ways. Anxiety is not always bad. But there is a negative anxiety um, because the another, defini- the, like, another definition um, is to care for or to look out for. So simply being anxious about something could mean you care about it and desire to look after it. And then, but the, but the one that is looming, um, that I think creates the most negative fruit, uh, that is something that most of you, if not all of you have probably experienced, um, is the anxiety that is to be troubled with like a multitude of cares or to be troubled on the topic of a care. Um, so that is, that is what we're going to be diving into. But I wanted to say that, that anxiety, the word anxiety, is not always a scary, awful thing. Mm. And, and even biblically, it can mean something good. To where your cares lie. You are anxious about pleasing the Lord. You care about pleasing the Lord and fostering your relationship with Him. That is a positive thing. So, uh, I just good. wasted two minutes. Here we go. Um, 
So what causes anxiety, Daniel? Yeah. What causes anxiety? Um, I broke this into, I guess, one and a half, two and a half sections, I guess. I don't know. So I, the first one I have is sin, um, which isn't talked about as much, I don't think. But sin, sin definitely causes anxiety. You know, if we take it to Psalm, uh, the book of Psalms, Psalm 32, three through five, it says, when I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. For day and night, your hand was heavy on me. My strength was sapped as in the heat of summer. And then I acknowledged you, my sin, I acknowledged my sin to you and did not cover up my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord. And you forgave the guilt of my sin. So David is struggling with the sin of killing someone, having someone sent to the front of the lines and having the rest of his troops drawn back just so this man would die because he got this man's wife pregnant. So David, King David, one of the men revered in Jewish culture and throughout the Bible was an adulterer and a murderer and struggled heavily with the anxiety brought on by that sin. And I think that that plays out in a lot of people's stories. It's played out in mine when I'll find myself anxious over sin. Another sin that can really bring about huge bouts of anxiety is pride. Proverbs sixteen eighteen: pride goes before destruction, a haughty spirit before a fall. When I am consumed with myself and focusing on what I want and what I think I need, it's no wonder that I'm anxious hmm. because my gaze has shifted from the one being that is constant my gaze had shifted into me and my heart, which the heart is deceitful above all things. My gaze has shifted into my wants and needs, which are ever-changing in this world that is crazy. So, of course, I'm going to become anxious when I am the center of my own universe. I'm not built to carry that kind of weight. God is. And so when I'm trying to bear that, I'm going to struggle. I'm going to fall. I'm going to stumble. And here's the thing. That... That's the story for a lot of people. Anxiety is so common now in a society where pride is so common. And I don't think that's a coincidence. I really mm. don't. And I'm not and I'm not gonna brush aside any of the you know, the chemical imbalances, the mental illness. Like there's legit anxiety. And Paul's gonna touch on that a little bit more than I am, but that is a legit thing. I'm I'm not gonna take away from that. I'm not gonna say that every single time that someone becomes anxious that they're walking in sin. I think more often than not, that might be the case, but that is not the blanket statement that's going to cover every single thing. And just another thing to back up, back that up is Matthew six, Matthew six, Jesus says, seek first the kingdom of God. Well, if I'm not seeking first the kingdom of God and I'm seeking first my own satisfaction and it's not fulfilling and I'm becoming anxious about it, that it only makes sense. It's, it's extremely logical. And so as Christians, a challenge. I'm big on challenges. As Christians, if you profess faith in Jesus Christ, we and we sing about the peace of God, a loving, all-powerful God, and we sing about the peace, as Christians, let us not live anxiously. Let us look to the Lord because our testimony becomes so much stronger when we walk in the peace of the God that we proclaim. And I'm not living a life full of 
anxiety. Like, yes, there are bouts of anxiety. Like I struggle with anxiety. It's a common thing for me. But if I am walking, if that is what defines my life, what power does is God what power of God is showing through me to other people when all they see is an anxious mess? Hmm. When they see Daniel as the redeemed guy, wow, Daniel's freaking out. And then they see Daniel like, wow, Daniel is so confident, even in the midst of his anxiety. What's what's up with that? Where does that come from? And I can be like, hey, I that comes from God. And let me tell you something. He's got the exact same thing for you. Hmm. And boom, boom. It leads to an opportunity to share the gospel. So, Bennett, what you got, man? Yeah, um, I love everything that you said, by the way, Dan. Um, hey, thanks, I, I agree 100%. Um, and I think... The way that I think about what causes anxiety is just separation from the Lord um, and separation from the truth. Um, obviously, like you said, um, that, that we can't put a blanket statement on that and we, we can't say that um, case of anxiety is exactly the same. Um, that'd, be, that'd be crazy for us to, to assume that every single person has the exact same problem. You know what I mean? Um, but... Yeah, I think um, separation from the Lord is is especially what causes anxiety for me um, when I'm when I'm not uh, in my in my Bible every morning, every night. When I'm not praying at, at, at every moment. Um, when I'm not surrounding myself with good fellowship, um, and when I'm not feeding my like nurturing my spirit, you know, um, that, I think that's when anxiety starts to creep in the most for me. Um, and so that that brought me to a couple of uh, a couple of um, verses here, Philippians four, uh, six through eight. Um, it says, don't be anxious about anything. And right when I read that, I'm like, okay, but how, like, how do I do that? Then it follows in everything by prayer and supplication with Thanksgiving, let your requests be, be made and known to God. Um, mm -hmm. so, so then it carries on. Um, but the, the, the part that I want you guys to get from that is, um, prayer and supplication, um, giving it to the Lord. Um, Matthew, Matthew six says, therefore don't be anxious about tomorrow for tomorrow, um, has its own worries and its own problems. Uh, today's enough. Um, and I also like, uh, I don't know where it is. Um, uh, cash your burden, cash your burden on me. Uh, for my yoke is yoke is easy to bear little help. Where are we at there? That's just off the top of my oh, head, boys. Man. Do you know where that's at? Um, For my yoke, uh, yeah. bear. My yoke cast is your easy on and me. the burden is light. It's a reference to Psalm 55, I think, which is like, cast your burden upon the Lord. And yeah, well, that's uh, what... will never let the righteous be shaken. And Jesus yeah. be spitting it. Yeah, and that's, that's kind of where my head goes when um, I think about what causes anxiety. When I'm not casting my burdens on the Lord, when I'm... Um, trying to do it myself when when my pride shines through like Dan was saying and I think that um, that I can that I can handle it I can do it um, I'm a grown man like like I, I got this um, and and that couldn't be further from the truth and I, and we're gonna dig into that some more but I think for me what causes anxiety is separation from the Lord what do you got Paul yeah I it's a a departure from closeness with the Lord and a lack of trust um, yeah I th so so Jesus says in John 15, um, if we are to keep the Father's commandments, we abide in his love. Um, so if we're not keeping his commandments and abiding in his love, 
there there's a fear and a worry that is inevitable um it comes alongside a like a looming emptiness as we make something else the center of our lives right that that definition for anxiety that is to care for to look out for to be troubled with cares it's it's centered around care so what you care about is where your anxiety stems from are you caring about something more than you care about jesus and there is your anxiety and, and so if we if we walk in in caring about something more than we care about Jesus, that thing is an idol and anxiety will bleed from it. And so we can't allow ourselves to sit in anxiety because it is a temptation the same way that, that you fight many other temptations. We can be tempted to be anxious. We can be tempted to have something in the center of our lives and care about that thing's result more than what the Lord is doing through it. Yeah, um, that is anxiety, uh, at least in, in one way. Um, in the way that I see it most often. And so we have to trust in the Lord and the way he's sanctifying and refining us. And and you'll understand that so much of anxiety is a choice outside mm. of the the little bits of chemical imbalance that, that we can hardly put a finger on in the medical field because there's not even trusty medication behind it because so much of it is from the devil. Um, and so... So we have to fight this anxiety by keeping his commandments, abiding in his love, and putting him at the center where our cares are shaped to where we care more about Jesus and what he's doing in our lives than we do about the result of something in our lives. Because often anxiety mm -hmm. is spreading from something. Does this person like me? Will I make this team? What is my grade going to be on this test? What does my future look like? You are idolizing those things, and that is where your anxiety is stemming from. That's good. Paul, can I jump back in there real quick? Please, dog, do your thing. Yeah, another thing. Um, anxiety can come from like a dangerous situation. And I think this points towards this can be a good type of anxiety. Like we've been given a healthy fear of the Lord, but also of things that are going to hurt us. Um, you know, pray and praise God for that. That once I learned the lesson of, hey, fire hurts when I stick my hand in it. Yeah. I don't do that anymore. And mm -hmm. being around super hot things might make me anxious. But uh, one example I want to go to is in Mark chapter 4, um, which is the story of Jesus calming the storm. And if you haven't read that before, you should definitely check it out. Again, like never just take our word. Like we could just be spewing a bunch of crazy stuff. Open up your Bible and figure out what it says for yourself. Mm -hmm. And then and then go off of what we say based on what the Bible says first. But Jesus, there's this crazy storm on the Sea of Galilee, and the Sea of Galilee is known for these crazy, almost hurricane-like storms that would pop up out of nowhere. And, of course, there's fishermen on this boat, and so a storm this bad, and the fishermen are freaking out, of course, it makes sense. It uh, Naturally, they're afraid. But the, for the one who's on the boat with them, they lost sight of the very God who could control the storm that was taking a nap. They were more mm. focused on the situation, the craziness that was going on in front of them and not on the one who could actually protect them from it, which is such a, it's such a big lesson. And I love what Bennett said about how, you know, it's a constant, it's a constant prayer. And Paul said, it's a temptation to be anxious because in my story, like when I am not constantly reminding myself, and the spirit is not constantly speaking truth into me, which praise God that he does. 
I am so quick to become anxious in my situation, regardless mm. of what it is. I'm so quick. I have to be grounded in truth and in scripture and community and all of these different spiritual disciplines. Otherwise, I'm a mess. And praise mm. God for that because I genuinely have learned so much from this experience. And it's brought me to my knees at the throne of God, begging for help, which is which is such a safe place to be, which mm. is arguably the best place to be. Because when I stop relying on myself, I grow so much in my reliance on the Lord who refines me and carries me even when I can't walk on my own. Mm. And he will do the exact same for you. I promise there is a good lesson coming from the struggle that God is allowing you to go through. Mm. Period. Come on. Period. Come Which on. I yeah. think is a great segue into in the cures, unless you guys have something else you want to throw in. Come on, that. come on, come on, come on, come on. I'm game. Yeah, run That's it. Amazing. So who's got it? Who's got it? What are some cures? Bro, unquote, is there a cures? cure? Give me that. Give me that. Um so there is a cure. Oh gosh, cure to me sounds like a sounds like a lifelong fix. Um, if you cure something, it, it goes away um, forever, I would think. So if you, but maybe it means that it's completely absent for a short time. Um, I think that's the actual definition. So the complete absence of something for a period of time. Now, there is a cure, but like any other temptation, as I referenced it earlier, it is a battle. Cures are a battle in temptation. You are never freed. You are married. You are allowed to indulge in these things, and the Lord desires for you to, but you are still tempted sexually outside of your wife. That is going to happen. You are tempted into anger and frustration and bitterness. You are tempted into all these things, just like anything else, uh, any other temptation, it is a battle, but a combination of, of, I believe, prayer and knowledge of the Holy One will, mm. will cure this anxiety at least for a, for a time until you are to be tested again or the enemy tries again or, or whatever it may be. Um, so Philippians 4, 6, and 7, everybody knew this was going to come up. If you know anything about Philippians and have read anything about anxiety in the Bible, this was going to come up. But that doesn't mean it's not good. Um, so Philippians 4, 6, and 7, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Again, mm. I've said this in many podcasts. The Bible does not deal in, in halves. If it says it will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus, it will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. On, but it is not an equation. Okay, You're not mm. going to, just by, just by asking something of the Lord and just saying the words of what you want, um, and praying to him and, and thanking him for who he is. That doesn't mean your anxiety is just going to fly away. But the peace of God will guard your hearts and your minds. What does that mean? Mm. It doesn't say, it doesn't say that, that anxiety necessarily isn't guarding your heart and your mind. It's just saying to, to not be anxious by this prayer. Um, so I want to go to... Um, so Jeremiah 29, um, in, in just a minute, actually, I'm gonna go there. So the one thing that's super important about this is, is you have to believe that what you're praying is true. 
You have to believe mm. that this creator is listening and he desires a closeness with you and, and that he is not lying. Um, when he says that he wants you to, to cast your anxieties on him for he cares for you. Um, and he wants you to, to through prayer and supplication and thanksgiving to be, to be freed and guarded. Um, so you have to believe that it's true and to pray in, in faith. Um, that, that laying things at the foot of the Father and believing that his plans for you are good, there is freedom. It may not be forever, but, in, but, it, but that is dependent on the posture of your heart. Right, because our our hearts are are so quick to stray. So if my heart is not set with with Jesus at the center, I will be anxious again. That is a guarantee. Um, yeah. And so Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. I want to talk about his plans for us being good, which can help us be freed from anxiety. Right. So verses eleven through thirteen. This is pretty popular. Uh, the Lord is talking to His people. Um, as they're facing tribulation, basically. And the prophet Jeremiah is speaking about what the Lord is saying to those people. Um, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil. Welfare means good. Uh, to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and pray to me and I will hear you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. There's the kicker. His mm. plans for you are good as you seek him with all of your heart. A huge part of this is the selling out, the surrendering, and the seeking with your whole heart. Asking him to keep you and, and change you and make you more like Jesus no matter the cost. Right? This is where we ask ourselves, like, what am I not believing about God and what do I not trust about what he's doing? Okay. Mm. Anxiety may never disappear in your life. You may for the rest of your life be, be, have bits of anxiety, um, and, and stints of anxiety. But, um, so Paul writes in Romans eight eighteen, uh, the Holy Spirit through Paul writes in Romans eight eighteen about the sufferings of the present time leading to a future glory that we can share in. Right. So, um, the Lord may actually be using your anxiety to push you to a closeness with him, to teach you something, to expose um, a flaw, to expose something that he desires to change because the Lord loves us enough to come to where we're at, but he loves us enough to take us out of where we're at and change us. Um, and so we see in Psalm 139, um, I believe it's a prayer of David. Uh, he says, yep. Psalm 139, 23 and 24, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxieties. See mm. if there is any grievous way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. So David is literally saying like, test me and see how I'm anxious and then lead me out of it. Grow me. So this anxiety in your life is, is maybe divinely natured to teach you. Um, and so I think that divinely appointed anxiety is so often tied at the hip to a supernatural joy that, that when you face this anxiety, um, and you're cured from this anxiety, if for that short time, you have come out with an incredible lesson and incredible growth that it, that it has so much joy attached to it. 
because the Lord willed it for good as you as you went after him in this anxiety rather than using it as an excuse and a crutch you went after him and through prayer and supplication true faith and knowledge you you were freed from this to be to be shown like you know this peace and there is such an incredible joy that comes along with it hmm. and so yes that was a lot there is a cure but it is not permanent and mm-hmm. it is not even close to that it is all about yep. where the posture of your heart lies and where your cares and your desires are centered. Good. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, go I'm gonna go off that. Um, Come on. You touched about every base that there was there, Paul. But um, when you were talking, First um, Corinthians 10 came to mind for me. Uh, verse 13 says, "No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man." God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. Um, so I think before the podcast, we were talking a little bit about how um, the Lord will allow us to be tested and allow us to be anxious and allow us to be all of these things. And, and he will allow us to be in those situations because like Paul was saying, there, there's something to learn from it. There's growth to be had from it. There's um uh, knowledge to be gained from it um like paul said the 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 lord doesn't work in halves the bible doesn't work in halves um and and so w- when you are dealing in halves um like paul said exactly the lord will meet you halfway and then he will bring you with him um a- as long as you're willing to work as well um and so um yeah all that that's about all i had there is uh First Corinthians ten thirteen. No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful, and He won't let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, He will also provide you a way of escape that you may be able to endure it. Come on. And then, of course, Proverbs three. Um, we were talking about how you got to sell out, you got to sacrifice, uh, whatever um, the case may be. Proverbs three uh, five through six. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding. Um, and all your ways acknowledge him and he'll make your path straight. That's kind of, that, that kind of goes in with uh, the prayer and supplication that we were talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, give it to him, let go of it. Um, and, and he'll, he'll help you. Danny, what do you got brother? Come on, baby. I got some stuff. Um, I want to go back to Philippians four, um, and touch on some stuff that Paul said. And I think it was really good. Um, yeah, I'm gonna read it again. Philippians four, six through eight. Nah, through seven. Do not be anxious about anything. Pause. There is literally nothing that is worthy of being anxious about and sitting on and meditating on. Hmm. Literally nothing. It's it's in the Bible. It's very black and white. Do not be anxious about anything. Period. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And praise God for that truth, capital T. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. This is not a mistake. Paul does not write. Make your request known to God, and once you get it, you'll receive peace. Once you get what you pray for, you'll receive peace. That's not in there. Hmm. The peace comes from submitting to a Lord who is worthy and can carry the weight of what you're anxious about. Come on. Gosh, Come on. I, I I sound like I'm I sound like I'm angry and I'm not. I am so excited because guys, I've walked through this. I have 
gone and just screamed at the Lord because I was anxious. And you know what? God can handle it. Yep. God can handle it. And you know what he did? He humbled me in it. My anxiety didn't go away because I hadn't learned the lesson yet. And that's not to say that, oh, every time you're anxious, there's a lesson to learn. That's my story. You got your own. But I sat there and I prayed and said, God, this is what I want. And I followed Philippians 4, 6 and expected Philippians 4, 7. And it didn't work. And you want to know why? Because I wasn't making our request known to the Lord and submitting to his will. I was saying, God, give me this because that'll bring me peace, not you. Oh, oh. oh. man. I God. Come on. And I laugh about it now because that's a lesson that God has taught me. And I am better and more like Christ because I know that now. And you know what? I will, I will do the same thing again. I will walk right back to my sin like a dog to his vomit. And God will say, Daniel, focus on me. He'll, he'll walk me right back, even when I start to stray away. And so off of that, I want to go to 1 Peter 5, 7. It says, give all your worries and cares to God. I like it better. That's the NLT. ESV says, cast all your burdens on the Lord, for he cares about you. And so my question to you is, what are you casting your burdens on? Because for me, I turn to a good thing and make it my God. I turn to community very often. I will turn to my brothers in Christ and say, guys, I'm struggling before I even take it to the Lord. I'll go straight to them, which community is a great thing. Don't hear what I'm not saying. But when I go to community before I cast my burdens on the Lord, that's an issue and it's becoming an idol. And so, so often people turn to food, to pornography, to drugs, to so many different things, to acceptance. My gosh, I've, and I, I, I've done all these things. I'm yeah. sure so many other people have too. They aren't good options because they don't care about you. Hmm. And they aren't God. And they have no strength to bear any of the burden that you're trying to carry by yourself. And they and don't last. They don't last. It's momentary satisfaction. And it is so fleeting. And hear me. Hmm. I have done all of this. I am talking to you as I'm preaching it myself in my heart because it is deceitful and continuously sinful. But God has shown me truth in all of this, that he is the only one I can cast my burdens on that will actually be able to do something about it. He's the Mm. only one that will give me peace and fulfillment. Mm. Emphasis on the fulfillment because I can turn to whatever. I can go do whatever and find peace maybe for a second, but ultimately that's going to compound my anxiety because I will then be dealing with whatever I'm anxious about in the situation. And then I'll be anxious about my sin because of conviction that's coming from the Lord. Praise be to God for that. Praise be to God that I can't turn to something that's not a God and expect to get peace from it because it's not God. Hmm. It's not, and it can't be, and it can't be. And so here's the thing. And here's the thing in the midst of anxiety, in the midst of my anxiety, because I, the last month I have been an anxious mess and I have gone to God and just, ooh, I've let it all out. I've gone to my brothers, Paul and Bennett, and I've let it all out and I've gone to a bunch of other guys. God's been so super faithful in giving me a support network to fall back on when I take it to him first. And it brings peace and it gives me right perspective. Hmm. But here's the thing, Psalm 23, Psalm 23. And this is all this is about Jesus who said that he is the good shepherd. 
And here's the thing. Verse one, the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. Hmm. I have everything I need because you know what? If God is all you have, if you are stripped to the bones and you have nothing, all of your friends leave you, you have no money, you have no food, but you have God. Oh my gosh. Let me tell you, you have everything you need, period. Psalm 23, one, you have all you need because God is faithful to guide you like he is because we are sheep and continuously stray away. One thing I love about Psalm 23 is that it says, God, you've gone before me. You've gone before me. You guide me along right paths. So he's before us and he's with us. Hmm. And it says in verse six, surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. God is before, he is with you, and he is behind you. God is completely encompassing you. You are protected. Hmm. And one thing I love and it gets in. It gets into the whole being a shepherd thing, which I'm not a shepherd, but I've, I've looked into it a little bit because of some sermons I've heard. But it, when it says in verse five, uh, "You pre- prepare a table right before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows." So sheep, their heads have to be anointed with oil, covered in oil, because when it's not, they are prone to pests like gnats and different worms and bacteria and just parasites that will crawl inside their nose and their ears and their eyes into their noggin and right into their head. And the sheep will literally kill themselves trying to get these pests out. Hmm. So hear me. I have never been anointed with literal oil. I don't think any, any of you have either. Anyone listening to this, if you have, that's dope. That's really cool. That's lit. But I have been anointed with the blood of Jesus Christ that covers me and makes my cup overflow and protects me from the enemy when he tries to get in my head and my heart. Hmm. And you have too, if you are in relationship with Christ Jesus and praise God for that, because Jesus took on the pain and the anxiety and the angst and all of it so that we don't have to. The Bible says that when Jesus was going to the cross, he took on the weight of the sin of the world and I tell you, I sin a lot. Yeah. I sin a lot, past, present, and I will sin a lot going forward. Hopefully, less than I am right now. Yeah, by sanctification of the Spirit. But here's the thing: take my sin, take Paul's sin, take Bennett's sin forever, and then add every other person ever. Period. Seven point eight Billy. Billy, hmm. and then the people to come, and the people that were then and before then. He took on all the weight, and I feel crappy when I sin, but Jesus took on. The anxiety that I feel when I sin times 7.8 billion and then some. And he bore it for you and me so that we didn't have to. Hmm. I walk in freedom from my anxiety. Not to say that I don't feel it, that I don't fight it every day. But I walk in anxiety because Jesus carried it for me. I walk in freedom from that because Jesus carried the weight for me because I am not strong enough to carry it on my own. You aren't either. Stop hanging on to it. Cast it onto the Lord. It's a, it's a commandment. God commands us. That's the word that is used. It is a command. Throw it away. It's a grenade. It is going to blow up if you continue to hang on to it. Hmm. And so as I'm closing up this this long, this very long thought, <laughs> I love oh, it. is there a cure? Yes and no, like Paul said. I I, I profess, I walk in freedom from my anxiety. My anxiety is not my master. 
I am free from it. There are no chains. But do I still experience anxiety from time to time? And like, if I'm going to be honest, like often daily at certain points, yeah, I do. Because I'm really quick to look away from the Lord. It's a constant reminder. And so what do I do to stay in constant grace and just walking with the Lord? Psalm 1. It talks about a man who's blessed. And when it closes out, it says that he meditates on the law of the Lord day and night. He writes it on his heart. And that has brought me immense amount of peace. Immense amounts of peace. Hmm. Psalm 4610, be still and know that I am God. When I reflect and say, wow, can I do anything about this situation I'm in? Hmm. Nine times out of 10, the answer is no. So when I don't have control, that tends to bring me more anxiety because I'm that kind of person. If you're into it, I'm an eight on the Enneagram. We love to have control. Hmm. That's not justification. It's just for clarity purposes. When I let that go and I say, gosh, God, I can't control this. But I know you can. Instant peace. Boom. Instant peace. Because I know that God is leading me towards green pastures. Psalm 23. I know that he has a good plan for me. Jeremiah 29, 11. God is good. He's not going to lead me towards pain and suffering ultimately because he is leading me towards green pastures and towards a good future. And even when I'm in the midst of walking through anxiety, suffering, whatever it may be, the, the suffering that I'm currently experiencing cannot compare to the joy that is to come, Romans 8.18. We mm. can't lose. If you are in Jesus Christ, you cannot lose. The enemy has no control over you. This anxiety has no control Let's over you. Go. You cannot lose. Come on. It's been, it's been won for Come you. On. The battle's it. over. Let's the go. battle's over. Drop the Jesus won. Jesus called game. Come on. Jesus called game. Hey. <laughs> so, so Christian, Christian, if you're walking in Jesus Christ, be still in the Lord's presence. Know that he is walking before, with, and behind you. Know that he's leading you towards a good thing. Hmm. That he does not want you to be anxious over the things that you are focusing on that are not him. That's not what he has for you. He has better for you. So take it to God. Be raw. Be brutal. You don't have to. You don't have to get your get your prayers right. Get your words right. That's what the Pharisees did, and Jesus hated it. Go in private, talk to God, go to your community, tell them what you told God. Bear your heart. They'll walk with you if they are faithful community that God has brought you to. Hmm. As a promise, that is what God has done in me, and I am a better person, a stronger Christian, and a better brother to those who are struggling with anxiety because of it. So mm. praise be to God for my anxiety because it, it has brought me closer to him that I would have ever come otherwise. Come on. That's it. That's what I got. Come on. So Dan, now that you've spoken on your personal experience, do you think that's adequate? Do you think that's what you wanted to let them know like like in your personal experience so that they can know who you are and what, how you faced it? Like, Do you think you need to add to that? Like just a little bit mm. more about your anxiety in your life, your story. My anxiety is largely a result of situations. It's it's super situational. I'm not anxious about everything. I'm anxious about specific things. Um, which typically, typically, when I boil it down, is not 
exactly what I'm focusing on. It's my lack of control in them. So my idolatry of control and my trying to put myself in the driver's seat that is only God's is what makes me anxious. And I am prone to that. And there, and there are multiple things that, that play into that. You know, there's a bunch of stuff I could go into, but for sake of time, uh, I'm not going to. But mm. yeah, I, I, I really I really have to fight myself to, about it. Like if I'm going to be honest, like it's hard. It's hard for me. Uh, especially when I am not doing something and just alone with my thoughts. If I'm not careful and I am not listening to the Spirit's voice, I am very prone to start listening to the enemy's voice because mm-hmm. it's sweet. Uh, people, like society as a whole, like to depict Satan as a super gnarly, scary-looking creature. Satan in heaven as Lucifer was the one who was supposed to reflect God's glory. He was the worship archangel. That was his job. That's what he did. He reflected God's glory. So naturally he's beautiful. And that's why sin is so gosh darn fun and addictive and attractive at times. Hmm. But you know what it isn't? It isn't fulfilling. I get no fulfillment by listening to the enemy and lies and just sitting on anxiety. Like that's not, that's not an excuse. Even if you're an anxious mess, there's no excuse to just sit on it because it's not yours to handle. That's like you have no business trying to handle that. It's the Lord's. Give it to him. Cast it on him. It's a command. Get rid of it. Why are you hanging on to it? There's no need. If you are walking in your relationship with Jesus Christ, you're not a free you are not a slave to that. And let me talk to the listener right now who's questioning if they have a relationship with Jesus Christ, or if there's a listener that who's just like, I, I don't know Jesus. What's up? I, I'm so happy you're listening to this. I, yeah. That that brings tears to my eyes oh, that on. you would be clicking on this video prompted by God whether you know it or not. And let me tell you something. Jesus Christ, he lived the perfect life that you and I have not lived, that we are called to by God. He sacrificed himself to pay for what we have earned by our sin. He died the death that we deserve. He rose again three days later, showing that he is the conqueror of death and showing that there is life after our sin if we are walking in Jesus. Hmm. And now he lives at the right hand of God, and he's coming back one day. And here's the thing. He wants to do for you exactly what he has done for me, which is bring peace, fulfillment, and purpose. My anxiety is a minor factor. The major factor in my life is Jesus Christ who leads me and guides me. Hmm. He is the same thing for you. So I invite you, let him in. He's knocking at the door and he wants to walk with you. Hmm. Wrestle with that, please. It, It will be the most important and most beneficial decision you ever make. Let him in. That's what I got. Hmm. Love that. I uh, love that a lot. Yeah, Ben, and I'm gonna talk real quick about my about my history of anxiety. You can say something, then I got a word to close us if that's cool. Yeah, that'll work. Um, so I can't say anxiety has been super present, super fervent in my life. Um, I can say 
that there are certain things that I would carry some anxiety about all throughout my life involving my relationship with my dad, involving my image in regards to other people, involving sports. And I can say that the times anxiety has spiked in my life have been when I have more things that I'm worshiping, that I'm casting my cares on at the same time. That like I am more mm. distracted from Jesus is the more anxious I am. So when I'm worried about track and my image as Paul Landigan and the girlfriend I had at the time and um, and games and money and all these things that I'm like, oh, well, what if this and what if that? And I want to do this. And I want to do that. I was letting my own worldly finite expectations um, lead to anxiety and being pulled away um, from an eternal, infinite um, source of, of joy and peace that is Jesus. And so um, my anxiety has strictly come from my own idolatry and my own pride. Um, and so it hasn't been the most fervent. I'm not an anxious person, quote unquote. Um, but I have faced it and it is real. And so that's, that's my authority on speaking on it is the word of God so much more than my own experience. Go ahead, Bennett. Yeah, um, I think I'm kind of in the same boat with Paul. Um, the thing that keeps sitting on my heart uh, that I that I kind of want to talk about with anxiety and, and my personal experience is Joshua 1.9. Um, mm-hmm. And Joshua 1.9 says, Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Um, and with my personal experiences with anxiety, um, I'm, I'm very much in the same boat as Paul. Um, whenever I'm preoccupied or whenever I, I put something ahead of my relationship with the Lord or um, whenever I get something on my plate that seems bigger than, than me and I, and I think that myself, me, Benedictly can, t- can, t- can take it, can tackle it, can do it, um, I think that's when uh, my anxiety Sorry, I can't talk. My anxiety gets high um, because I think that that I can do it on my own, or or I think that um, I'm tough enough, or I'm strong enough, or um, all of those things. Um, but um, luckily, I think the Lord has blessed me with a, a spirit of boldness. Um, I for for a lot of my life, I, I I've been known as a, a very loud, very energetic, very um, extroverted guy. Um, and I'd say all of those things are probably true. Um, and if you know me, you're probably you're probably shaking your head in agreement with me. Um, I've always been a pretty um, pretty loud, pretty loud, pretty obnoxious, and pretty bold guy. Um, and um, I do think that that helps uh, combat anxiety in my life. And and I, I thank the Lord for um, giving me that that spirit of boldness and that that spirit uh, to be outgoing. Um, that's not to say that I haven't been anxious and I don't have anxiety over certain things. Um, like Daniel said, I think there are certain triggers whenever, um, for example, whenever somebody comes to me with a big task and says, hey, I think that you can do this um, and I'm trusting you to get it done, um, boom, anxiety levels head hmm. straight north because then that that puts pressure on me benefitfully, Um and, and most times I try to take that on my own shoulders instead of giving it to the Lord. So, um Again, uh, I, I think I've been blessed with a, a pretty bold spirit, um, and I like to use Joshua 1.9 to keep that, um, keep that boldness going. Um, that's, that's 
a verse that's really stuck with me. Um, it's it was a theme verse. I guess it was three or four years ago at FCA. Yeah. Um, for for <laughs> yeah, guys' weekend and uh, and I just I love it a lot. Um, so that that that's kind of a verse that I keep on my heart um, most times. Hmm. Um, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. So come on. Um, yeah, that's kind of my my personal experience that's with anxiety good. and 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 things like that. Paul, go ahead, close it out. Yeah, a little beat real quick. Um, it was HLC one, not Guys Weekend of twenty sixteen, really? I think. Yeah. Okay. Regardless. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. So, anyway so, so, anyway. so 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 so. Um. Yes. Yeah, so all three of us, we are individuals who have faced it in different ways. Um, and kind of, and I would say from the same source that, uh, that, that a lack of, of closeness and trust in our Lord at any given time, a lack of focus on him and his commandments and his goodness, um, has led to all of us being anxious in different ways. All three of us, some more prone to it, the same that some are more prone to different forms of temptation. Um, and Daniel, the spirit through Daniel, I believe, um, gave an incredible image of the gospel and the fact that, that that is the foundation of everything else, that, that we can tell you practical advice to fighting anxiety all day, but nothing will fill the hole that is causing your anxiety outside of Jesus Christ and him crucified and you believing that, confessing that, and making it your life. Um, Jesus took every bit of everyone's anxiety in one moment. He was, he was a fully man in this moment and bore every bit of the shame and the weight that we could give him. And that includes all of our anxiety, all of our distrust, all of our, our frustration, everything Jesus took. Right, Hebrews 4.15 says, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. So he sympathizes mm. with our weaknesses. He knows our anxieties and our temptations so well, better than we know them, and he wants to face them with us. And so if we can leave you with one thing, as I hope every single episode of this podcast has and will be, Lord willing, we get to continue. Jesus Christ and him crucified and you accepting that and putting that at the center of your life. Daniel, pray for him. God, I want to come before you alongside my brothers and sisters who are struggling with anxiety who are carrying around a weight that is crushing them and they don't know how to let it go. God, the enemy is crafty and he's very good at his job. And we live in a broken world where anxiety is a very common thing. God, and I pray right now in Jesus' name that you would comfort the brokenhearted like you say you do. In the Psalms it, say, it says that God is near to the brokenhearted. Psalms 3, verse 4, I cried out to the Lord and he answered me from his holy mountain. Psalms 6, 8, go away, all you who do evil, for the Lord has heard my weeping. The Lord has heard my plea. The Lord will answer my prayer. God, we cannot carry this weight 
and we cast it onto you who carried the weight for us on Calvary. Mm. God, we submit to you. I pray that you would convict us to make our requests known to you, not out of this idolatry of expecting to get what we want, God, but to submitting to what your will is for us and then receiving the peace that comes from understanding that you are God and I am not. Lord, draw us closer. Speak gently to us. We long to know you more and more and more. We need you every day. Thank you for loving us, even when we don't love you back. It's in your name we pray. Amen. 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 Hit that button. Shout of praise and exclamation of how you saved all of us. We give you an offering, a blessing to thank you for what you've done. Come, Lord Jesus, come and do it you Yeah.